Live from the Anaheim Convention Center, you are watching a special D23 Expo edition of the Diz Unplugged. everyone welcome to this very special episode of the Diz Unplugged. Uh, I don't know what type of edition this actually nah. is. It's slightly uh, slightly Disney World, slightly Disneyland, slightly Universal I guess too if we want to yeah, throw that there in go. there. Uh, all sorts of trip out. Yeah that I guess <laughs> that too and the trip. Uh, so we've really got everyone representing. Everyone's uh, here. I of course am Craig Williams and joining with me is Tom Bell. Hello. Uh, Michael Bowling. Hello. Hey there. Hi there. Ho there. And that was a very great intro, Tom. Uh, oh, thank you. It's it's a lot to try to get everybody in, yeah, no, and do yeah, everything at once. Yeah. So I appreciate you uh, jumping on board with that. So yeah. and it's and it's great to have the boys back together again. Oh yeah. No. Uh, two years ago, we did this for the very first time, and uh, it was outside of the convention center, not they not inside let us in. like this. Yeah. No. This is. This is definitely a much better setup. We are actually recording from our booth. Uh, if if you're here and for some reason you are uh, watching us at home too, in, I don't, in standing in line. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what's really going on, but uh, you know, come by and say hi to us at Definitely. some point in time. You can uh, sign up for a bunch of great stuff. But for everyone at home, uh, right now we're just going to try to go over some of the big events that happened today and. Uh, Really give you an idea of everything going on that we have already seen so far, right. uh, which is not that much, just because it started for us only three about hours ago. Yeah. yeah three hours ago. Uh, anyway, let's uh, jump right into it. So, yesterday we actually had an opportunity to see a uh, media preview of the Disneyland exhibit that they have nice. going out there, um, which is kind of one of the big that's the archives right yeah it's yeah. the walt disney archives is presenting it so it's one of the really uh the big things that you shouldn't miss there because they're showing off pieces of disneyland history all throughout uh the uh, basically the run from day one opening because they have an admission the very first admission ticket right, on there right. all the way up to some of the greatest costumes and uh the phantasmic dragon head but um before we even get into uh everything that we've seen today we're actually going to run a very short video of everything that went on last night so we are going to go ahead and cut to that now and we will be back with you okay well that was uh last night so very cool i can't wait to get in there and get a close look yeah am i the only one who's been in there so i far? think so yeah, yeah. well no it was, it was absolutely fantastic nice. i uh it's definitely a highlight, something that everyone should see on right, this trip. Right. But uh, so far, the highlight of this morning, I think, in everyone's opinion, at least those who attended it, uh, would be the Disney Legends inductions. And uh, we had actually lucky enough to have Michael in it, as well as Rhino and uh, Corey. Corey's not here to speak about it, but, well, right now we have Michael. So, Michael, I'm going to throw it over to you. So we'll settle for Michael? Yeah, we'll settle for okay. Michael. You know, he's, he's Michael. <laughs> oh, well. I'm, I'm not just beauty. <laughs> The, this was definitely the highlight. It was filled with way more surprises than we have ever had in previous Disney Legends ceremonies. It op Bob Iger opened up the expo and the Disney Legends ceremony. Bob Iger is the chairman and CEO of the Walt Disney Company. The opening music was interesting because it was the Festival of Fools from Hunchback of Notre Dame. I'm not sure if somebody was making a commentary there on that. 
he talked about, uh, they also showed a sizzle reel, as they do every, at every expo, of um, all the accomplishments in the last couple of years of the um, Disney family of companies. They, it started out, though, with Walt Disney saying, um, let, me tell you, uh, let me tell you a little about um, our, next, our next big plans. And that, of course, was from when Walt Disney was introducing Disneyland to the television audience. And Bob talked about how he has the happiest you know, job on earth, and it's an e-ticket, and that few companies have such a uh, legacy of the, of the past and of, of limitless future. He talked about now, led into the, the um, legend ceremony, saying how now they're going to honor the lifetime achievements of the men and women who made the magic possible. Some of the people that they introduced was Julie Reams Castleta from Parks and Resorts. She, of course, is the first Disneyland ambassador, and she was a tour guide before becoming the first ambassador. What was funny is this tied back to uh, when I saw Marty Scalar recently. They showed the clip from when Walt Disney was showing um, her around for the 10th anniversary of the park. And after Marty talked about that and said, try writing try writing for uh, for a man that there's always off script and then julie said walt went over the script he gave it to me i went over the script and then walt said let's go scriptless and she said she had no idea what he was going to say or what she was supposed to say she's still as lovely and gracious as she was you know 50 years ago um walt um, let's see, another thing is that um, they recognized then Disney legends who have passed away. And then they brought in one of the greatest um, Disney ambassadors, and that was Richard Sherman. And he remembered a story when Walt Disney was a boy. And Walt Disney, when he was 10, saw fireworks and how that really stayed with him, the impact it had on him. So that when he was building Disneyland, he always said he was going to end the day with a big grand fireworks extravaganza. And that would be the kiss goodnight for the guests to thank them for coming. So he wrote a song that they play at our fireworks at Disneyland, A Kiss Goodnight. He started to sing it and said, you know what, I have a surprise for you because at D23 there's always surprises. He brought out Ashley Brown, who was the, of course, the first Mary Poppins on Broadway, and she sang the song, A Kiss Goodnight. And then they, had, they honored George Bodenheimer, who had a 33-year career at ESPN, and he accepted the award on behalf of everyone at ESPN. Then they, then they started out with uh, this gorgeous montage of all this background animation um, from Sleeping Beauty. And then they had two dancers from Dancing with the Stars, who my wife could probably tell you who they were, and they did this beautiful waltz um, to Once Upon a Dream from, from Sleeping Beauty. And this was to honor um, Ivan Earl, who did the background painting, started out with um, Peter Pan, but he's most notable for all of the beautiful artistic work he did for the film Sleeping Beauty. And his wife, uh, I'm sorry, his daughter, accepted on his behalf. And she said, even after he left Disney to start his own career as an artist, the most Think the thing he was most proud of was that people remembered that he was a Disney artist. Then, of course, we had Susan Lucci, 
who came out as... She finally won. She finally won as 40 years as Erica Kane and how she was the icon of all television characters. And the interesting thing is that Bob Iger's first job in 1974 with ABC was to be assigned to All My Children. And that's how he first met um, Susan Lucci. And she said that being a Disney legend is the icing on a cake of being an actress at ABC. Then there was, next they brought up Carson Van Ostern, who is in charge of consumer products at Disneyland, or for Disney Company. He um, started out being a comic strip artist, drawing Mickey Mouse. He said Mickey Mouse always made him smile. And he remembered that the happiest, one of the happiest days of his life when he was when he was made a full-time uh, artist on the Mickey Mouse comic strips. And he said, this day today is another one of the best days of his life. And he remembered Pablo Picasso saying that all children are artists until they are taught not to be. And his mother never taught him not to be and that she encouraged him to develop his talent just as he was encouraged to develop his talent at the Walt Disney Company. Um, some of the people that they did tributes to were Frank Gifford, Blaine Gibson, Cicely Rigdon, Dick Jones, Bob Thomas, Mitt Albright, and um, Walt Paragoy. And then, of course, they ended it with Robin Williams. He had perhaps the slightly longest clips. And then they brought out Josh Strickland, who was Tarzan on Broadway, to sing You'll Be In My Heart. Nice. And then, in honor of Robin Williams... Um, because it's been a year since he passed away, Neo came out and performed A Friend Like Me, which is um, a, a cut that he's performed for a new Disney album that's coming out. So he really brought the house on. I'd buy this just for that song. He was really good. Then they brought out animator Andreas Deja. He said as his life-changing experience when he was at the age of 10, he lived in Germany and he saw the Jungle Book. So it was life before Jungle Book and life after Jungle Book. He told his parents he was going to be a Disney animator and they thought he was nuts. And they still thought he was nuts when he brought a one-way ticket to the United States in order to nice. get a job at the Disney company. He did. He started out working on the Black Cauldron, worked with some of the nine old men um, on that film. Uh, you know, worked on Roger Rabbit, Prince and a Popper, Fantasia 2000. He's drawn Scar, Jafar, um, Hercules, Leo, King Triton, um, and, and on and on. And he said, so I guess this means the company likes what I've done for the last 30 years. He actually teared up and, uh, and started crying when he said that he was at a film festival and a student came up to him and said, Mr. Deja, thank you for drawing my childhood. So that was a very moving moment. Um, then the next one they brought out was Danny Elfman. And he grew up surrounded by music. He started out as a lead singer of Oingo Boingo. But his life changed and Tim Burton asked him to score the soundtrack for Pee Wee's Big Adventure. So since then, he scored all of Tim Burton's films, as well as other Disney films, Disney television shows, such as Desperate Housewives, and the Mystic Manor attraction um, as well. So um, then, in, in honor of Danny Elfman's work, they brought out James Monroe, who's the genie on Broadway in Aladdin, and he sang Oogie Boogie's song, which, again, another really nice surprise that they did. 
Uh, oh, and then of then my little pages on my infamous yellow notepad are sticking together. Then is that the same notepad from last year? No, no, oh, okay. these are brand brand new ones. Okay. And then the Star Wars music starts up. And joy, they do all these clips from all the different Star Wars films. Now, we're going to be uh, actually playing some of George Lucas's speech, if not all of it. So don't go into any detail okay. on that. But um, go on. Sorry. Well, Spoiler alert. They had George Lucas there. They went through his whole history. Um, he, Bob Iger said that, he, that George Lucas is one of the greatest storytellers of all time. And he went on to see that... Uh, that George, not only did he make great films, but he had to invent the technology so that he could create the films that he wanted to create. Um, George hired Ed Catmull and John Lasseter to form the Pixar company. And C-3PO also joined um, George Lucas on stage. And George talked about his 60 years and how um, with Disney, because he came to Disneyland on the second day it was open. And he derives inspiration for his films from the inspiration he gets from Disney and did you know the inspiration I don't I want to hear it from him oh okay well I didn't sure if you had this one but okay I think he did you put all of it in Rhino oh Oh, yeah it's in there you'll find some interesting inspiration then there was the surprise there was a legend that was not announced and suddenly we start seeing all these clips for Pirates of the Caribbean and Alice in Wonderland, and Alice Through the Looking Glass, and Johnny Depp is introduced by Bob Iger. And um, Bob Iger said that Johnny Depp redefined Pirates of the Caribbean for a whole new generation. And in fact, a Pirates of the Caribbean land is being developed at Shanghai Disneyland. Um, And then Johnny Depp came out saying, so I don't know why I'm here, I really don't. So typical Johnny Depp. But he said the only reason I am here is because of the fans. But he didn't like the word fans because it it made you think that there's people on top and people on the bottom. So he prefers to refer to all of us as his employers. But he said seriously that he was really honored to be inducted as a Disney legend with the likes of all the other folks that were inducted today and before him and that he will treasure it and he hope and hopefully is th- hopes that this means he'll get to meet Mickey Mouse. <laughs> nice. And with that, that was the end of the Disney Legend Ceremony for 2015. I think it was one of the best. Lots of surprises and um, I think this is indicative of the surprises that we're going to get this whole weekend. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Michael, for sharing all of that. Uh, I know you're going to be running off here to get to the next event that we have uh, whenever we'll talk about it later. So thank you so much for joining us. And for everyone who's watching right now, we are going soon. Yeah, we are going to start showing the uh, the legend ceremony right now. So uh, here you go for everyone at home. The Disney Legends Award is the highest honor our company can bestow on anyone. And it's reserved for the truly exceptional men and women who make the magic happen. Our legends come from diverse backgrounds in virtually every creative discipline. And the one thing they have in common is that they have earned their own special place in Disney history, along with our deep respect and sincere gratitude for their tremendous contributions.
late this morning and I got pixie dust all over me. Uh, but uh, I'm very, very honored to get this award. I've been really associated with Disney uh, for 60 years now. I started the second day the parks opened. I was here and I've been here every year since. And then in Florida and then in Paris and then in Tokyo and um, look forward to Shanghai. Um, and uh, Disney has always given me a great, great deal of inspiration. A lot of what I do came out of the joy, the awe, the experience I had uh, in the movies, on television, and in the parks. And uh, that's what I was trying to pass on with my work, was to inspire and uh, make people have funny thoughts uh, and think that they can do anything. I mean, I can't even begin to tell you uh, how much of an influence Disney has been on me. Um, I will say one secret that nobody knows, uh, but this may get you in trouble. So, and that really scares him when I say things like that. Uh, but um, not very many people realize that uh, Goofy was the inspiration for Jar Jar Binks. Uh, I know you'll look at him differently now, because it's pretty obvious actually. But uh, uh, I love Goofy, and uh, uh, I love Jar Jar Binks. And, uh, uh, I just try to remember back what it was like when I was young and uh, what, the, what I got from Disney. I'm very happy to be here. I'm with uh, uh, two of my daughters. One of them is older and is sitting there trying to get into the movie business, just like me. The other one is two years old and we're re-going through the park realizing what I mean, to watch it through her eyes is an amazing experience. And uh, my oldest daughter still is completely obsessed with the parks and gets frightened on all of the, you know, it's a small world and all that kind of stuff. Not a little bit, my uh, But um, in the end, uh, I think Disney has given me back much more than I've given Disney. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I worked for years and years and years. We were together and apart and together and doing things all over the place. So it's a funny relationship, a friendship. We've been friends for a long time. Uh, I've actually never actually worked for Disney. I think Strange Magic's the only movie I ever made for you. Uh, so um, I'm very happy uh, that after all these years of, you know, pushing to get more and more Star Wars and Indiana Jones into the parks. The only way I could think of to do it was to get Bob to buy the company. <laughs> so, it's a great honor and thank you very much. Wow, that was an awesome speech. I mean, uh, whoops, got a little feedback. I forgot to turn off the volume on my computer. Oops. Sorry about that, everyone, for oh, that gosh. 10 seconds there. Uh, no, that was a great speech, Tom. You didn't hear it, obviously, because I have the only headphones. Rhino, See how you, are? Rhino you heard it. I did so, hear it, yeah. You know, welcome. Am, welcome. I, am I close enough for you? I'm not used to this. It's such a cool setup here. I don't know. I know. You know, Sorry. this could. we should just make this the uh, Bob Varley Studio Part 2. Part 2. Yeah. yeah. Annex. Exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So it was a, it was a cool. Uh, this is my first D twenty three, and that was my first panel or first thing I've done today. Um, have, got you up won- at, have you wandered around yet and seen all these costumes? N- no, I literally got a little lost actually coming back here because I wasn't even sure what floor I was on. So <laughs> I. Uh, but um, it was a really awesome way to kickstart the day, getting waking up at four thirty and going to get in line for that thing. But it was worth, worth it. it, right? Yes, okay. it ended up being worth it. Um, there was a lot of cool stuff. I mean, Michael gave a pretty great um, rundown of everything that happened. But um, do you want me to? Uh, I want you to give your highlights, your okay. your favorite things about it. Okay, he, he did the bulk. You tell me what was good about it. Now, well, I loved. I thought I, Bob Iger's a pretty great presenter. I feel like um, so he's got a. Um, he started it off, and he he started with some of uh, Star Wars remarks that I actually thought were pretty cool. He was saying he's seen the film. He thinks it's uh, great. He says it's great. I know he is a big fan because he talked about how he always saw them when he was a kid, and that was the thing he always wanted to bring into Disney. So um, he had a lot to say about it, how it's going to be like have a really strong presence across the company. No allusion to any sort of Star Wars announcement this weekend, but um, hint, hint. But yeah, but it was it was cool. He did. I I I feel like as a, as a fan of those films, he did say that his. Um, he thanked Lucas personally at the very beginning of this ceremony, and then he said um, it's the company's top priority to make him proud. So I don't know. I thought that was kind of a oh, nice, wow. like a little... Big words. A, a very yeah. nice uh, comment there. Um, yeah, for me, um, I thought when Richard Sherman came out and the piano was there, I was like, I don't even know what to think right now because, you know, I love Mary Poppins and the Sherman Brothers and that, and then um, when Ashley Brown came out and they sang that A Kiss Goodnight, I, I mean, she is a phenomenal, phenomenal singer. Like, I... I could have sworn to God like that would have been auto-tuned or right. or whatever because she was just flawless. So um, you know, I'm sure we'll have a we'll load a video up so people can check that out later oh, too. So you have more videos coming up as well. Right? Oh, I certainly do. I'll I'll probably break them down and maybe do like a little sizzle highlight reel or something like that. I'm thinking because there was it was it was overall everybody, even the people that I went into not being as familiar with. Um, I, I was actually really impressed with how they they did the presentation. Everybody's speeches were nice, but they were they were like to the point. Um, and their videos that they the presentations they did for them were great. The the um, in memorum memorandum memorum memoriam memoriam memoriam. There it is. Hey. Yeah. In memoriam to Robin Williams, I thought was pretty good because I, I thought it was crazy that Neo was there, um, and he did never had a friend like me, and I thought that was uh, a pretty good pretty good performance. Um, uh, but my favorite like musical performance that we were treated to was um, the um, when Danny Elfman just before Danny Elfman's award uh, they brought out uh, James God, I forgot his name James Monroe Inglehart okay I, I I knew his name was James Monroe something it's just that last name I can't get it yeah um, you guys are like this right oh yeah but, I got to meet him on the elevator of our hotel but I'm not saying what hotel. But if you follow me on Facebook, you know what hotel I'm staying in, and now you know what hotel he stayed in. It's funny because I know him from that Unbreakable um, Kimmy Schmidt when he was on there, and he's like a Broadway diva. And so I had to look him up, and then I was like, oh my God, this guy is the genie in Aladdin. Like, right. So I thought that was really cool. He is, you could have sworn that he was Oogie Boogie in the movie. Like, that is how fantastic his performance went. He did great. Like, um, and you know what? It, it actually, that was kind of a, a crazy moment for me because I started to think about when my mother took me to see. Nightmare Before Christmas in the movie theater in third grade and I remember sitting there and just knowing I was watching something that was so different but so amazing and the music just you know stayed with me my whole life so it kind of is this it is just you know I got a little emotional I got a little emotional and then Danny came up he gave a 
I thought his speech was like the best one though because he thanked he immediately was like oh I've been in the business since 1923 and uh, blah 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 you know <laughs> all this stuff and he, he said first off I need to thank the uh, the Morlocks or the Warlocks below me here and he started banging on the floor <laughs> um, so that was that was that was a lot of fun um, you know George Lucas coming out accompanied by C3PO and R2D2 you really can't like you know oh, no, that's that's a classic moment yeah I mean that's that is like the definition of legend right there but um, one of my favorite moments in that speech that we just watched, though, is George, uh, Mr. Lucas, excuse me. Yeah. Um, he, he makes a quote. He says something about he how... He works for Disney now. He's George. Uh, yeah, that is true. First name basis. So um, he, he says how he always wanted to make people have funny thoughts and be, like, inspired like that. And I, I don't know. I thought that was a really interesting quote, and I, I really appreciated hearing that from him, but... Um, and I got to tell you, when that was over, I was like, okay, we're all done. We know the lineup. And and when Bob Iger was like, I know we love surprises at D23, and then the lights went out, and that sizzle reel of Johnny Depp's career came up, I lost my mind because I have seen every Johnny Depp movie, and I am just, like, a huge fan of his. And I, I just thought he was incredible. Michael talked about that quote he said, who were all his employers. The guy's a little – he's a little uh, – he might have had a long night last night. I don't know. He seems a little. I don't know if he. I don't want to say drunk. I'm not going to say this, but he's got a great. He's got a good, fun personality on him. So you know what? If he was drunk on camera, that's his right. He's Johnny Depp. He's Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah. I, I. I. You know, if there was a bottle of rum that had gone down, gone down that gullet before he came out, I wouldn't have been surprised. But he was. He was. He's great. He said something. He was like, "There's a word I'm not quite. You know, I. I never feel. I feel weird about saying." And someone in the audience yelled out, "Parlay." And so he went into a little Jack Sparrow kind of a kind of a thing there, but we'll have that video up, so that's a good one to check out too. So, so anything else, or was uh, that about it? No, I mean, and that was good. I, I I have to say that that getting I got here at six, and then it's you know one thirty right now, and it I, I don't feel like it's been that long. So things are rushing by here. Just a lot to see, a lot to do. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you for coming on and uh, joining us here. So. Uh, you are going to be leaving I'm now. I'm so slowly fade out here. Yeah, just don't walk in front of the camera, please. That would be really awkward. So right now, <laughs> it's uh, we're just going to kick it to, uh, well, I was going to kick it to JL, but she walked away. So, Tom, why don't we uh, just jump on uh, what you did today. Okay, so. cool. Um, first of all, I've been at the booth all day meeting lots of fans, lots of listeners, which is awesome. Then I went and checked out a, the big retro Disneyland slideshow which is hosted by Charles Phoenix. And you've heard us talk about him on the show a lot before. He's a Southern California local guy that goes to estate sales and yard sales and picks up old old yeah. school slides. And he'll put them in a, in, together in a presentation, make up stories about the people in there. But you get to see a lot of really cool stuff from... 1950s and 60s Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, old shots of old Tomorrowland and even older Tomorrowland. Uh, the Chicken of the Sea restaurant. Just things like that. And he's he's really funny. Um, like I said, he'll make up stories about, about the people in, in the slides. But it's a great way to see and great entertaining way to see old school Disney, old school Southern California. Um, he does the slideshows all over the, all over yeah. the area. Whether it be about Disneyland or about 
other other things in SoCal. Fantastic. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Well, we actually have a clip, so we're going to jump on that clip right now and uh, show it for everyone. So this is actually from last night, not from... uh, not from the one that Tom attended, but this will give you just a little bit of an idea of what it was like at the uh, the retro Disneyland slideshow. There so you go. here we go. Back in the day, it was the perfect place to pose in all of Tomorrowland. Yes, it was, ladies and gentlemen, indeed. And here you have a lovely family from San Marino. The daughter's name is Wally. I don't know why, it just is. Brother David, Mother Deb, Mother Nell, a voodoo doll collector, I will have you know. But never mind that. We're not talking about voodoo dolls right now. We're talking about the Look at him, he's got a, a bubble, he's got a computer around his waist, he's got a neck pad, elbow pads, and knee pads. Yeah, I'm not sure what they were thinking in 1986, but I do know that in order to appreciate the future, you must appreciate the past. Oh, yes. How about that moment when you walk into Disneyland? I don't know about you, but I always feel like, like you get that like, whoa, moment in your soul, in your spirit that Twenty seconds, twenty-five seconds. You think you own Disneyland for a minute? I know. I always think that, and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't own Disneyland. What am I thinking? But you just feel so like. Well, also, I love the feeling when you walk in. That I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I'm every age that I ever was, all rolled into one. So collectively, my age at Disneyland is like eleven, and uh, I, I love that. I love that feeling of agelessness when I go to Disneyland. And uh, always take a ride on the little Main Street cable car and go shopping at the Emporium and just stand there and go, I feel right now like I'm the luckiest person in the world because I'm here at the happiest place on earth. Oh, you guys, I, how much do, oh, I know. Hello? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Are you feeling it? Yeah, I thought so. Back in the day, it was the... Okay, so that was a little bit of Charles Phoenix's uh, Retro Disneyland slideshow for you, just to get an idea of it. Uh, So the last thing we are going to discuss real quickly uh, before we take off, uh, actually, first off, I should uh, introduce Jenny Lynn Knopp. She uh, finally came and sat down here with us. Make sure you get that mic up today. It's really loud in here. Hello, everybody. Oh, hello, everybody. (laughs) Fantastic. So uh, JL and I, actually, uh, we attended the Muppets panel uh, that had, uh, oh, my gosh, Dave Goltz, it had uh, Steve Whitmire, the puppeteer of Kermit the Frog. Oh, sure. uh, this is the name sound familiar, yeah. Oh, never mind. JL, we're JL actually going to kick has you off. just been kicked out of the building. Just for a few moments. Yeah, sorry, but we have a uh, special guest coming in, so. So we were just talking about Charles Phoenix. Exactly. And who walks in, but. Uh, most gracious, good afternoon. Are we on the air live? <laughs> we are live oh, yes, on the air. Live. live on the air. So live watch the, the watch the fancy footwork. There you go. Thank you. So <laughs> I guess Craig got to see you last night. I got to see you this morning. Hilarious. Thank you very much. So the Retro Disneyland slideshow. Yes, I love to look through the layers of time. One of my favorite ways to do that, besides mm-hmm. driving around, is through other people's old Kodachrome slides, right, which right, I've been right. collecting, uh, you know, for like 25 years now from estate sales and flea markets and everything. And um, let's just get this out of the way. There we go. <laughs> and um, so I have this, uh, you know, a lot of different theme shows, but right, one of right, my right. favorite shows to yes. do 
is the Retro Disneyland slideshow and one of my favorite the- one of my favorite subjects to right. find right. in other people's old pictures mm-hmm. is of course hello Disneyland. Yeah. Well, you, you grew up around Disney. Right? I did. Yeah. I grew up in Ontario, California. We used to go to Disneyland a million times a year. Well, I'm exaggerating, but you know how it is. And I've never lost the the ma- it's the magic right. has never been right. lost right. for right. me. Right. Right. You know, it just never went away. So, I mean, not that it does, but you know, I mean, there are no guarantees in life. So, <laughs> excellent. We had a great time watching it. What what other shows do you do? I mean, you do well. A lot of coming up, I've got stuff. the retro uh, holiday show. That's oh, at okay. holiday time, and that's all the holidays of the year. I've also got uh, Anaheim Land. I can't even speak. I'm so excited. Anaheim Land. You can take a look at some of the old motels. Yes. Like, okay. That hap- That's called Anaheim Land: The Magic Kingdom Inside and Out. Okay. Cool. So there's a lot of things in Anaheim right, right, right. that are very unknown that are yeah. fascinating, interesting, and unique, and and great, and all that. And we cover those. I have another show coming up. I believe it's uh, October 6th called Downey Land. <laughs> Hello, Downey, California. <laughs> and who knew? Shout out to Downey. Okay. Yeah. No. There's. I mean, you guys. There's stuff everywhere. Right. 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 Everywhere. I just got back from a road trip where I went to um, Kansas City, and uh, there's stuff there. The TWA rocket to the right, moon you told that story. Right. is on the roof. It's actually, they put another one on the roof of the old TWA headquarters. Okay. I can't even speak. Okay, no let worries. me just concentrate. <laughs> TWA headquarters building, right. Kansas City, Missouri. In 1956, actually, it was. They built a second TWA rocket to the moon, and they put it, the one like that was in Tomorrowland. Right, right. And the one that's now been resurrected in Tomorrowland, but... There's one on the roof of the old TWA headquarters building right. in Kansas City. And the original one that was actually really there back in the day, which spent decades in a trailer park yes. after it left right. being on the roof there um, a long, long time ago, is now in the Airline History Museum. So there are two TWA Rocket to the Moons in Kansas City right now. One cool. is the second one ever made. Cool. And the other one is like, what would it be? I guess the fourth one. Because we have the third one is right, you know right. now in Tomorrowland. Uh, Once again. Do you have a favorite old attraction or things that you Oh, like yes, to? I do. Okay. My favorite attraction at Disneyland of all, 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 all time is the Carousel of Progress, there which is before your time. I think they ripped it out in 1974. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. But and it was a General Electric-sponsored attraction that took you through time. Right. It started, it, it showed household progress, basically. And uh, through the invention of electricity. Right, right. And uh, basically, it started in like the 1890s, and there's a, well, the streetcar has been wired up with electricity now. And I mean, it was just like, it taught me the layers of time as a child. Right, That's right. what I loved about it so much. And I, I never let that go. And there was this message, the song written by the Sherman Brothers, mm-hmm. there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. There's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every you know, day. What? They're singing along with you at home, too. They are? No, I love that song. I love that song so much. And, I mean, I kind of was just born an optimist. Mm -hmm. So just the combination of the layers of time and the kookiness of household, you know, um, appliances and the kookiness of the ride and the genius of it and that song all all together. It's all the the feel-good. Yeah. The moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and Disneyland is all about moments. I mean, that's kind of what Disneyland has more of than anywhere else on the planet Mm -hmm. and what everywhere else really wishes they were. Is Disneyland, um, you know, I mean, in reality, let's just get it out in the open. I mean, every town wishes it were Disneyland. Every other theme park wishes that it was. I mean, you know, I mean, because basically what Disneyland teaches us is moments. Right. And that's what, you know, downtowns that are being revitalized across the country now, I mean, they're really going for, you know, moments, a place where you can stand there and go like, ah, oh, I'm not going to forget this. Right. You know, this is something, this is memorable. This is, you know, something unique, something special. 
So, uh, I mean, you know, Las Vegas kind of learned a lot from Disneyland. Right, right. Now, if somebody wants to see you, where, where can they go? What, what, well, you can uh, go on my website, which is charlesphoenix.com, awesome. or you can go to my Facebook page. Okay. Hello, Charles Phoenix. Um, those are the best two ways. Excellent. Yeah, it's awesome. Awesome. Well, you also have books, right? I do. I have uh, my one book that has survived. Uh, I have had several books, but they all come and go. I might as well just get it out in the open. Um, is Southern California in the 50s. That's the one that actually grew legs. Awesome. And I think it's about 12 years old now. But because it's about the 50s, it doesn't really age. Yeah. So uh, it's a coffee table picture book. And I, I think I say in the beginning, um, the mood is up, the standard of living is flying high, and prosperity rules or something like that. I mean, that's really Southern California in the 50s. So, yeah, it's all, it's all good time fun. And, you know, I just enjoy looking through the layers of time and, and dishing it up and serving it to people. And, you know, Disneyland is such an easy sell. You know, people just love right. it. You Lots know, so it's fun. Yeah. yeah. It's good times. Charles, thanks for joining Thank us. You so appreciate much. Appreciate really so much. appreciate you guys appreciate inviting you me high. to be on WDWinfo.com. <laughs> Not even close. WDWinfo. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, that's okay, though. That's all right. I did fine, right? Thanks, Charles. Okay. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, guys so much. Really Thank you very much. It. Thank you. Sure. All okay, right. so everyone, awesome. that was Charles Phoenix. So uh, definitely check him out if you ever uh, are around for any one of his shows. And with that, oh, there we get, we have JL back over there. So yeah. do you want to come back in now, JL? This is live, folks. Yeah, this is. This it feels just like that uh, the live broadcast of Disneyland, whenever yes. they went out on uh, yeah. July seventeenth, nineteen fifty-five. Pretty much the same exact thing. Good afternoon. I'm Mark Linklater. Anyways. <laughs> Back to the Muppets, JL. Uh, you and I attended this panel, and it was incredible. It was flipping amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, sorry. Let me just turn your volume up a little bit more. Charles was very. Uh, he definitely knew. He knew how to project his voice. I'll there say that. Um, but no. Yeah. No. I, I cannot say enough good things about that Muppet panel. So why don't you give us a little overview of what happened? Okay. Well, first off, it started with some uh, preview clips of the upcoming show that oh, will nice. be airing soon. So hysterical. The oh, yeah. humor in it is just top notch. And, um, that, and after that, they introduced one by one the panelists. Um, and there was quite a range. So there was the puppeteer for Gonzo, Rizzo, Pepe, Fozzie, um, Animal. Um, I, they pulled out a couple other ones. but Oh, yeah. No, there was, there was definitely a wide variety. And... I am already so tired at this point that I forgot the list. I know I posted on Twitter. <laughs> it was definitely Dave Goltz who does Gonzo. He's mm-hmm. probably the uh, the best, uh, most well-known uh, Muppet puppeteer right now, along with uh, Steve Whitmire who does Kermit. And then uh, I know Matt Vogel was also there as well as... Uh, my God, I'm I'm proving myself to be a very awful Muppet fan right go now. Go to Twitter, and I, people. Yeah, go but, to Twitter. So they I'm sat tired. down and they were um, giving us a little bit of an overview about what the new upcoming show was going to be like, and they they talked about how it's going to be like the modern day application as the the old Muppet show was. So in whereas the old Muppet show was kind of giving you a backstage look about how a variety show was produced, this one coming up is going to be a mockumentary. It looked more like in the style of maybe what The Office is like, except for it's going to be showing you the backstage view of doing a 
producing a talk show because Miss Piggy apparently is starting her own late night talk show. She's, exactly. She's a host. And the whole cast, you know, comes on board to help produce this thing. And the, the Mayhem band is going to be the band for the show. And uh, obviously Kermit's producing it. And uh, we were promised that we were going to be seeing them more raw, more vulnerable, more uh, real than they've ever been before. We're going to not just be seeing behind the scenes of how to produce uh, Piggy's talk show, but also a glimpse inside their personal lives, like what they do after the show. So we were told Rolf is going to be having his own tavern where the crew goes to hang out when taping wraps, and we'll, we're just going to get to see some of that kind of stuff, and it was fun, and everyone was really excited. But then they actually pulled out the Muppets from behind exactly. the seat, and everyone went nuts. All of a sudden, we were freaking out because we're sitting in the same room as Gonzo and Animal and Fozzie, and they're talking to us. And then the people started lining up, and they were asking questions, and the Muppets were answering the questions, and it was phenomenal. And then the most amazing thing that has ever happened in my life took place. Do we talk about that now? Or did uh, you want yeah, to get we can just talk else? about it really briefly. Yeah. Okay. So then they uh, took audience members... Um, volunteers and brought them up on stage to uh, put on some puppets and do puppeteering with the with the Muppet people and I got to be one of them nice oh my gosh and so I got to be Buster Bunny and bus as Buster Bunny was interacting with Kermit I just you know my three-year-old self was about to undo all of her potty training it was amazing I I got to, I got to talk to Kermit no, that was it was a highlight. I mean, I do we have pictures of that? We do. We have good, pictures good, good. of all the event. Unfortunately, because of some of the material that was shown in that presentation, we un, we weren't allowed to film it. We were oh, okay. allowed to take pictures. So we, I literally just flooded Twitter with the pictures of it, including the go. pictures of JL up there. Um, uh, so definitely go back in time and look at all of those, uh, just because it was. It, it was incredibly outstanding. I got so excited because I thought they were coming to pick me. And then, <laughs> like, you. And, and they uh, too slow. plucked me right out. I was, I'm still a little bit emotional about it. I was shaking. I was nearly crying. I couldn't speak in form words. Um, it's it's quite amazing that I can do yeah. so now. <laughs> but and that's the best part about D23 is all of these one-of-a-kind experiences right, that right. you really don't get anywhere else, especially as a Disney fan. And that's, I mean, that's what D23 is all about. It is the fan club, the official mm -hmm. fan club for Disney fans. And uh, it's, you know, this is just the morning of day one. We still have another, another five two, hours two days, yeah. to go, plus two and a half days as yeah. well. Good point. Uh, and there's going to be a lot more surprises along the way, but uh, we actually have to get going here because we need to start getting back to work and getting yeah. back to uh, checking everything out so we actually have something to talk about on our next broadcast. So I, I want to thank everyone who was a part of this today in this broadcast. Special thanks to Tom, uh, Charles Phoenix doing his interview, JL, Rhino, Michael Bowling, and uh, we'll be back a little bit later on tonight with another broadcast. We're still working out the time. It'll most likely be 6. It might be 7. Uh, we just have to wait and see right now what we're going to be able to do. But we will uh, we'll be back later on with another episode of the special Diz Unplugged from D23. So thank you, everyone, and we will see you again.